run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery, for the supremacy, for the mastery is temperate, moderate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible, perishable crown, but we are incorruptible. I therefore so run, so run not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body, and I bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You may be seated. So many thoughts are on my mind this morning, and I will... I will honestly try to give most of my time to these good men coming behind me. But so many things are on my mind this morning. I'd like to take up and finish where I left off last night, but I can't. I'd like to finish those seven uh, feasts that uh, I started last night and what they represent. I, uh, I, feel, I feel that we are living in the end time beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I feel way down in my spirit that the Lord is soon, soon to come. I really feel with all of my spirit in the imminent soon coming of the Lord. I am not looking for the Antichrist. I don't find that anywhere in my Bible, but I'm looking for Jesus Christ to come. Praise God. If you say today that it's a bad day, you're, you're probably right. If you say it's a good day, you're, you're right. This is a day of angels. This is a day of devils. This is a day of right and wrong. I'm just going to tell you this is about any day you want it to be. And I choose it to be a good day. <clears throat> I choose this to be a good day to be alive. <clears throat> I have no whining, no complaining to do. God has been good to me. I want to talk about the race this morning for a while, if I can. I saw a book not long ago. I wish I'd have bought the book. I didn't, but it was talking about the difficulties of the long-distance runner. The difficulties of the long distant runner. I wish I'd have bought the book, but the name, the title stayed with me. And I read where Paul said, I run. Know you not that we which run in a race run all? He said in another place, he said, I went to Jerusalem to meet with the apostles to see if I had run in vain. In vain. He says to another group, he said, you did run well. Who? And it's usually a who, not a what. Who did hinder you? He said in another place that I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I ran lawfully. I ran legally, I ran within the bounds and the bonds of 
legality. I finished my course. He said, in another place, when you run, you've got to run with patience. That's difficult to do. Run with patience. If you are going to run long, you're going to have to run light. You're going to have to run alone. You're going to have to learn to run when it's hurting. You're going to have to learn to run when everything in you says quit. You're just going to have to run. A lot of things I'd like to talk about this morning. I read about a new, new, relatively new word in our, our great world of athletes and, and, and competition, and it's called a triathlon. And they call these, these people triathletes. They combine the swimming and the bicycling and the marathon running into one grueling day. Trust me, it's not for everybody. I read the book and got all excited and got up and done a push-up and went and sat back down. It's just not for everybody. Walked around the chair and said, well, I'll sit back down here. Trust me. <laughs> Some of you are laughing, but you know where I'm coming from. The older a man gets, the better he used to could play ball, and the better he used to could fight, and the better he used to could dunk the ball and all that kind of stuff. Faster he could run. Some of us getting pretty fast here. <clears throat> We're getting older. Say, praise the Lord. Paul likened this race to many things in his, uh, in his writings. One of them, he likened it to a, a soldier. He said, you've got to endure hardness as a good soldier. He said, if you're going to be in this thing sometime, you're going to have to fight, not as a man just shadow boxing. You're going to have to really fight. And he said, I don't fight as one that fights the air. Others and others he went, but his, his, his favorite was as the, the runner. And I thought about that, that, that triathlete and that triathlon. I read about this, and I, I don't want to bore you to tears here this morning, but I, I just noticed that, uh, that this, this race that some of us has been running, we are not dash men. Some of the best, most muscular men in the world, they expend all their strength in less than 10 or 11 seconds. They're dash men. I read about Brother Stephen. He attained, he attained so early. He attained so quickly. The promotion came before he ever got started. Brother, he, 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 he attained quickly. And our world is poor because there, are, there is no book of Stephen in my Bible. And I never read about Apostle Stephen, but the Lord promoted him. John the Baptist, that tells me there's just one. He was a shining light, and he lasted for six months. 
And it seems to me that he would have been a prime candidate to go on into the church. But God just promoted him. I, I didn't meet the man, but one, one man down in our part of the world prayed through one night and the next night on the way to church. God took him out into glory. That's men that just made it and are dash men. Some of us have been in this truth five and ten and they've turned into decades and the race has become a marathon. It has not just got over it a little while and we have run and we have run and we're tired and we're weary but everything in us says we're going to run and we're going to win this race. And in this race that I'm talking about, if you finish, you win. Huh. There are no losers in this race. And one of the goals, of course, is to make it to the other side. I started trying to live for God and they told me the reason I was in church was to not not go to hell. That sounded pretty good. Then I was in church a while and they said the reason you're here is not just not go to hell but to go to heaven. I said, boy, that sounds better. Both of them sort of selfish. Did you hear me? If you're in it just not to go to hell or just to go to heaven, You'll grow up after a while, hang around, realize that that's just incidentals. But the real purpose, he found us and put us in this church so that right here in this world, they can see Christ in us. That they can see his likeness in you and me. And that somehow the goal will not just be to go to heaven, but that Christ, can be formed in you, in character, in purpose, in attributes, and even in power. Say praise the Lord. And I found out that it is still his will that he manifests his righteousness in my life, just as he did in Jesus Christ. Amen. Say praise the Lord. And so he said, I'm going to liken this to a race. A race, a race, a race. In the triathlon, they've got two and a half miles of swimming. I read about this Hawaiian Iron Man's race. And they swim out to a pontoon and turn around and come back a mile and a quarter. And uh, I read about this guy that swam out and made that and another guy, he, did, he just kept swimming. I guess he's going to swim all over the world. Uh, he just kept on. And so, but this one turned and made it back. And at the end of the race, the swim, uh, quick change of cl uh, clothes, of course, a shower, uh, a bicycle race now for 114 grueling miles in the Hawaiian sun across a little ribbon of asphalt. Uh, you are alone, everybody say alone. At the beginning of the race, the, 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 the celebrities were there. The, the reporters were there. Cameras were there. The bell 
man was there. The mayor was there. Oh, there's something right about these altars to get people started on this race, brother. I mean, they just need that encouragement. They need that family tie around this altar. You understand that? That we can do nothing better for our people that need God than to put them in an altar. And godly people gather around them and pray with them. And godly people help them on in this church. I know you can pray through at home, and I know people do. But there is something good that happens that you can't put a price tag on it when you're born into a family. Emma! But now the crowd has thinned somewhat. And it will be almost seven hours on the seat of this bicycle until the machine and the person seems to become one. And I read about this, this crazy thing, the, the, this triathlon, and they just run and raced and raced and raced and raced. And Paul said, I, I'm talking about the Grecian Olympics. That's what I'm referring to. And if he could do that, I can do what I'm doing here today. And they had no other reason to do it, just simply because there was a will and a determination to persevere to cross the finish line. And if they do it to obtain a corruptible crown that's going to tarnish and perish and fade away, how much more? Everybody say, how much more? Should you and I be willing to do what we have to do to cross this finish line? I won't weary you, but after seven long hours of riding alone, everybody responsible for their own breakdowns, no pit crew with you. Emma, you hurt. You hurt in places you don't know. You can hurt. Your toes hurt. Your fingers hurt. Your ears hurt. You just hurt. You rode so long, and then all these crazy questions starts coming into your mind. Why are you doing this? You can stop the pain. Nobody cares, really. You really can't win no matter what you do. You've already done better than some people thought you'd do. There's something in you that says, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're just hurting, 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 hurting. Your head's hurting, your neck's hurting. Your foot's hurting, your toenails is hurting. You're just hurting. After a while, it empties into an old parking lot, and uh, nobody's there then. Nobody's there. No encouragement. Somebody said, well, I don't get much encouragement where I'm at. Well, welcome. Welcome, rookie. Welcome aboard. Maybe, maybe you can make it too. But I'm hurting. Oh, really? You mean you're hurting? Then, then the marathon, 26 miles, point something. 
And so you start running. You've got a whole new set of muscles hurting. Paul said, I'm, I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to get to the other side. Everybody say the other side. That's what Jesus said when he got in the boat. He said, let's go to the other side. They forgot what he said when they saw the wind and the waves. And they woke him up and he seemed to come as he rebuked the wind. And the wind recognized him. And he said, peace. Be still. Like you rebuke a bunch of puppies in the backyard. Making too much noise. Hey, hey, what's the meaning of this? And the lightning just went on home. And the wind just kept on rolling. Got out of there. They forgot what he said. He said, this boat's going to the other side. Do you think, do you think this could go down with me on board? Do you think that this boat can go down with me on board. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and for you that are wearied, worried, kind of a faint heart, take, take peace here today, take comfort. And he said, this, this ship's going to the other side. You just let hell unleash her fury. You let her bring her strongest blow. And when the smoke has cleared and the debris has fallen and the charismatics, the Trinitarians and the one God charismatics have come and gone, the church will stand strong and straight. We're going. To the other side. <laughs> We're going to the other side. Then she, he started running. Got a whole new world here now. It's not the swimming, and it's, it's a variety. And, 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 and then, then boredom sets in. Boredom sets in. Hurt sets in. Pain sets in. Hunger sets in. And then she run, he runs so long until darkness sets in. And everything in the marathon runner wants to quit. Crazy thoughts. If you run long enough, you see, when you start the race, you've got to have your mind made up. I'm going to finish this race. Today, <laughs> I'm going to discover myself. Today, this race.
grace is going to push me beyond all my limits. Every flaw and every defect in my being is going to show up today. Nobody starts a marathon without expecting pain. Did we not tell you this is a war? And this marathon runner starts this thing today. He knows that before it's over, every flaw in my person, I'm going to have to contend with it if I win this race. If I win this race, and to me, all we have to do is cross the finish line, and you win this race. But I'm going to hurt. I'm going to be alone. I've got to have it in my heart. Today, I'm going to discover me. That's what this race is all about. Me. Man said one time when he was admiring a, a wooden Indian out of, a, out of a huge tree, he asked the sculptor, said, how, how, how do you do that? The man said, it's relatively simple. You just get a big old tree. You take everything out of there that don't look like an Indian. I said, when you get everything out of that tree that don't look like an Indian, that's what he's doing to us. He's taking everything out of us that don't look like him. Everything out of us. This race is going to get it out. And so, I didn't want to tell you, but I've never really run a marathon. But, I'm going to take their word for it. Somewhere around the 20 mile marker, they got the wall. Everybody say the wall. Everybody say the wall. Now, it's not a real wall, but it's a real wall. Go learn what that means. It's a wall. It's not a real wall, but it's a real wall. You run to where you don't want to run. And they say that wall at about the 20 mile marker and that last six miles is equivalent to that first 20. Because you've hurt so long, You've been lonely so long. You've cried so long until when you hit that wall, there is no desire to run anymore. This is where we lose them. It's more than a temptation. It's more than a depression. 
It is something so deep. And if you've never hit that wall and you're looking at me like I'm something to be auctioned off, hang on, rookie. Just keep running. You're not going to get from here to there without hitting the wall. The casualties is great at the wall. You walk in with that faraway look in your eye, and all of a sudden there's no, no want to, there's no hunger, there's no fun, there's no excitement, and, and this is the wall. You've been so hurt, so disappointed, so disillusioned. It can come from a thousand ways. It's the wall. Every athlete knows what I'm talking about. Every man that has run in a race long enough, he has known what the wall is. And in the midst of this great conference, I look out here, and I'm, I'm not trying to project myself as anything spiritual here today, but I am telling you, I see people in this room that's hit the wall. And you've got that far away look in your eye, and it's bigger, deeper than anything heretofore. And this is where they fall out. And there's nothing, nothing. You just, you just want to quit. Don't, don't make out like you're so spiritual you don't know what I'm talking about. You get there. John got there. Elijah got there. I can name one right after another. You know what it is? You've run in this race so long until it's blurred. Nobody cares if you win or not. And these old crazy thoughts in your mind start coming at you. And sometimes you even question in your mind whether it's worth finishing this race. And when it's all but about to give up somewhere, you don't know where it is. But God gives you strength to put one foot ahead of the other. Oh, I can do some time. It just put one foot ahead of the other. And it's quite an achievement just to come to church. Now, you don't know what I'm talking about, but you keep running. I said you keep running. None of you don't have a made-up mind in your spirit. I'm telling you, you're going to be a casualty. You're going to be missing an action one day. Something's going to hit you and you don't know where it came from. And you're going to question the doctrine and you're going to question God. And you're going to wonder if this is even real. And if it's necessary. And can I make it? 
Is it worth it? And all these things that you don't want to talk about, you may be seated, comes into your brain. Welcome. Welcome. He takes all his worthies. He takes all his mighties right down the same path. If you run long enough, you'll see some old paper bags over there. Probably some McDonald bags. <laughs> but there's a whole host been through here before you. You, you think you're the first one that's come through here? <laughs> you, you think you're blazing new trails? Every one of these elders can stand up and tell you all about it. When they, when, they, when they went just because they wanted to go. When, when they come to church not because they felt it, just because they knew they were going to church. It was settled long, long, long ago. No backup in me. No reverse in me. I don't have anywhere else to go. I burned all the bridges way back under. No decision to make. Be kind to that man that comes in here has got that far away looking. You don't know where he's at. You may be seated. Somebody said, well, let, let, let me help you. No, no, no. You, you can't help me through this wall. I've got to make it by myself. Said somebody don't understand. You're right. They don't understand. Nobody can help me. You may be right. Nobody can help you. There comes a time when you hit that wall. And all of a sudden it's boring. All of a sudden it's alone. All of a sudden it's dark. All of a sudden you're hurting. Hope you make it. You've got to have your mind made up. I'm, I'm coming from the other side of the wall here today, and I'm telling you that are standing looking at that wall, you can make it. I'm telling some of you that's got that far away look in your eye, you come on now, come on now. This, this, this will help you. It's not that something strange has happened to you. It's not that you're so bad, and it's not that God has left you. You've just run long enough to hit the wall. You may be seated. That's what runners do. Runners do. And the main thing about the race is to get that second win. To get that second win. Brother, you can't put one foot ahead of the other. Everything in you says quit, and then all of a sudden you don't know where it came from. You, you thought it would never come to you again. You, you all but said, God, it's anathema. You, 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 you all but quit, but all of a sudden you start feeling a little breeze somewhere. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. All of a sudden, it looks like you're going to smile again. <laughs> and all 
of a sudden it looks like you're going to live in spite of the world. And for the first time in months you can hold your head up. Take a deep breath. And when you say praise the Lord, it's got a ring to it. I'm telling somebody, you're going to make it through this world. I'm telling somebody here today, you're not going to be a casualty at this wall right here. This may, may be why I'm here, just to tell somebody, put one foot ahead of the other, man. When you think you can't go, just put one more, you may just make another step. I've been there. I've been there. Difficulties of a long distant runner. I thought about some of our heroes in this book. Paul, in Acts chapter 23, he gets a real encouraging message from the Lord. says, as you was in Jerusalem, so will you be in Rome. But what he didn't tell him was what was between Jerusalem and Rome. We've got a journey. Immediately after that good word from the Lord, there was a conspiracy. You ever heard of a conspiracy? Has anybody ever conspired against you? Forty men. You talk about a man in the will of God, forty men says, we won't eat till we kill Paul. I guess they died. We won't eat till, till we get rid of that apostolic preacher. And if you could go there one night and see all this activity around the prison, they got 470 strong trained soldiers. What are they moving? The gold of the city? No. One little old bent over apostolic preacher that's on his way to Rome. What he didn't tell Paul is that, Paul, you got a wall or two between here and Rome. Not only did he have that conspiracy elder, but he had one of the famous Bible storms. Acts chapter 27. Mm. Where it got so dark for so long until they couldn't even muster up a hope. You know, faith can become hope. Hope can be so abused till you can't even muster a hope. They said all we could do is wish. We heard somebody way in the back said, Boy, I wish it was day. It's about the most that they could come up with. I'm telling you, brother, sometime the wall gets pretty dark. I'm just looking at men and women that made up their mind long years ago, some of you, that it don't really matter how dark the night, 
how high the mountain, how deep the river, I'm going to make it to the other side. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. I won't weary you with this, uh, but I will tell you that that, that that wall had a little crack in it, or he got over it somehow, and all made it safe to land, and you would think he's home free until he lands on a certain island and doing well and building and keeping the fire going. A serpent. I think in the Greek that means a snake. I'm going to tell you, brother, if you get through the storm, you better watch the snake bite. Two kinds of snakes in the Bible. One a striking serpent and another a clinging Somebody hearing me? One of them will strike you and knock you out in a moment's time. The other just hangs there. Just hang. Both of them's deadly. Paul, I just want you to know you made it through the storm. We're going to give you a smiley face for that. That's about all you get, buddy. You're waiting for somebody to pat you on the back. You're in the wrong world. Huh? Are you strong enough to take this? You waiting for somebody to tell you how good you're doing? Huh? Can, can, you, can you handle this today? <laughs> so you know, I'd, nobody cares if I keep going or not. You may be right. I hate to shock you. Somebody said, oh, no, everybody. No, no, I'm, I'm being real here today. Somebody said, don't matter. Somebody hearing me today? Yeah, who cares? Who cares what you do? I care what I do. How about you? Brother, that snake popped it on him. I'm telling you, if you ain't never been hit by a snake, the storm can last. And you can make it, and you think you're home free, and so help me, right around the corner, there's a snake that'll knock you down, take you out. Thank God for a fire. I said, thank God for a fire. Thank God for a fire. Oh, I got to land this thing here this morning. I got two mighty men following me. I just come to tell somebody that it's not, it's not terminal here today. I just come to tell somebody that you're going to make it. Ha! You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Ha! Well, I had, a, I had a dream one time. You know, you may be seated. I, I try to dream spiritual dreams. Mine's sort of like nightmares. Say, God, give me something. Let me dream something good. In my dream, I was on this wall, 
And there's a couple of guys down below. And uh, I had a crowd up here with me. And somehow I fell off the wall. <laughs> Boy, that's a, bad, that's a bad way to start a dream. And, and in that dream, one guy just walks up to me. And without any... He didn't even throw a punch or nothing. He just grabbed my head and hit my head against the brick wall. Here I am. I'm dreaming. I'm sitting there watching this. Now, stay with me. Uh, don't, don't leave me. Uh, and uh, he just hits my head against that brick wall and, and hits it against that brick wall. And, and this guy next to him said, hey, hey, he's had enough. Leave him alone. said, he will never play ball again. You know, sometimes you wake up, you just sort of just, you know, I woke, I was wide awake. I just sat right up in bed. I didn't need no kind of time to wake up. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God, I'm, a, I'm awake. Where is that? I didn't need any time to get adjusted. I was just awake. And for several, several long days, that thing over my head, just a clout. Oh, I know you would have just shoved it off immediately. I know that, but I didn't. And for a lot, long time there, I just walked around feeling sorry for myself. And I know you don't never do that either. Nobody could feel sorry for me with me. And that made me feel that much worse. You ever explain how it is? And they say, yeah, I know how you feel. They don't know how you feel. Say, yeah, I've been through something just like that. I, I don't like for them to tell me that. I like for them to say, oh, really? Say, yeah. I, uh, I woke up. Several days later, something began to move in my little old simple brain. And there was one word came through, or one little phrase come through. I will play ball again. I will play ball again. And I never thought about that to just a minute ago. And every once in a while when I think about it in a service like this, I say, in your face, devil, I'm playing ball today. said about some of you, you will never play ball again. But I got a word from the Holy Ghost for you. You're going to play ball again. I may not be knocking home runs, but I'm playing ball. Let me, let me finish this. You may be seated. I, I could go on, but let me land this thing here this morning. They said, you know, there's something about when you run and you run and you have made it past the wall. There's one more principle you want to learn. 
That's the principle of the crossing. When you reach the finish line, make it look easy. Make it look easy. Hold your head up when you get close to the finish line. Put a smile on your face. finish line they got they got guys that don't have the discipline to run the race but they like to see other people suffer and when you come in just all haggard and you're reduced to the triathlon crawl they call it some guys are so determined they crawl These sadistic people, they love to see that. Said when you get close to the finish line, hold your head up. Make out like you're disappointed that the race is over. You mean so soon? You know what time it is? It's time for somebody to hold their head up and say, I ain't no way tired, devil. Do you understand that, devil? I ain't no way tired. You hear me? Oh, let's put our hands together here today.
principle of the crossing. Take the joy away from that devil. You never thought you'd make it, but I'm telling you, we're making it. This church is going to the other side. I'm going to be on board. And when he comes back, I'm going to be... Thank Lord, I could have made it another hundred years, but I'm sure glad you're coming now. I ain't got back, I ain't got leaving on my mind. I ain't got backsliding on my mind. I ain't got dying on my mind. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm going to play ball. How about you, huh? I'm going to play ball. Let's clap our hands again to him. Turn around and shake hands with somebody. Say, I've got a made-up mind. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Booty. Glory to God, glory to God. Praise God. Brother, Brother Mullen said there, a friend of yours got some tape and the CD that's for sale out there, music, and says, good. Check it out there on the table. And what was the prices, brother? Holler it out. All right. Praise God. Praise God. While you're remaining standing, we're going to have Brother D.C. Moody. Hallelujah. They've got a lot of nicknames for him. But he is an apostolic preacher. And we want him to come and do what he does best, preach. Thank you, Brother Harville. You can be seated. It's good to be here today and to feel the presence of God the way we feel it. Not everywhere you can go and feel the liberty and feel the presence of God like we feel.